2: Welcome to the RotoWire Prospect Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. I'm Clay Link here with lead prospect writer James Anderson. Big thank you to New Day, N-E-U-D-A-E. Appreciate the song Lion Kings. You know, talking about New Day reminds me, James, that I'm going on a wrestling XM show tomorrow talking (laughs) with WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray, a.k.a. Bubba Ray Dudley. Doing a little cross promotion for opening day.
3: That's that? that's awesome, man. I mean, I hope we don't I hope we don't lose your full time to some sort of wrestling <laughs> podcast or show or something like I'm that. I'm just
2: hoping I don't get buried too hard on the air, like cut a promo on me. <laughs> I what a geek I am for being a fantasy baseball guy. But yeah, check that out. Bust it open tomorrow. Uh ten fifteen Eastern on SiriusXM Rush. That should be pretty fun, even though tomorrow's already kind of ruined for me, James, because the Reds are rained out. It's kind of an ominous
3: start. That's to the Reds. It's pretty classic. Classic Reds. Can't even play on opening day with everyone else.
2: Yeah, first time we we're going to get everybody playing on opening day. out The Reds have something else to say. I guess Max is no hit bid, we'll just have to wait a day. <laughs> I imagine he's going to absolutely dominate the Reds, but we'll see. It is in Great American Small parks, so maybe they have a chance. But, James, today we're going to be looking at your latest Farm Futures pitcher predictions. We did the hitter predictions last week. Go check that out if you missed it. And one of your predictions already looking pretty damn good in that Anthony Santander prediction. Going to be the DH on opening day. With Mark Trumbo down, he could play quite a bit.
3: Yeah, let's go. Let's go, Pump. Santander, man. I mean, there's that that roster's kind of been decimated you know i mean they don't have Hayes obviously and then mark trumbo's out so uh it's a really top heavy lineup so i'm not surprised that he's getting at bats especially while trumbo's out but i mean the key obviously is that he hits enough to to keep that playing time going for that prediction to hit
2: yeah i did a 13 team series like some host draft yesterday with john mckechnie our colleague and he bought a santander share in that league 13 what a homer. team mix he's such a homer yeah he's a total homer pick but i respected it uh let's dive into these hitter i'm sorry pitcher predictions for 2018 and the first one a highly touted prospect alex reyes you predict that he will record fewer than four saves fewer than four starts uh adp just outside the top 250 sounds like you're expecting him to be kind of a a wasted pick for a lot of owners
3: yeah i just i don't think that i think the best use of him is in that chad green chris tavinsky josh Hader type of role and uh he might end up with a a couple saves via that role but i don't think he's gonna get any starts this year i think he's just gonna work in in you know five six out stretches out of the bullpen so uh, yeah I I never really understood why people were so aggressive on Reyes I mean he would go like even before Luis Gohara got hurt he was going ahead of Luis Gohara, who seemed like a, a good bet to open in the rotation um, you know he, he's always been going ahead of Walker Buehler who's healthy and is in a is on a team with a ton of question marks in their rotation so yeah I just never really understood why Reyes was going so high I could be wrong they could just decide to stretch him out when he comes off the dl they could you know for whatever reason start giving him save opportunities i just i don't see it
2: yeah i think they've already said that they want to build his innings up and you can't really do that when you're confined to the ninth i think you're right i think it's going to be a multi-inning bullpen roll for the entire year and i picked him in our arizona league We drafted in what like november 1st or whatever mm-hmm. november 2nd um so that may have you know pushed up his adp early on but once the news came out that he was probably getting pushed back to may probably going to start in the bullpen i uh, was pretty much out on him after that but uh, number two prediction here mike Soroka will carve up triple a hitters in the same fashion that he has done at every other stop earning an early june promotion of the big league rotation from there he posts an era under four and a whip under one two five while gaining relevance in almost all format pretty specific uh, prediction here i, I respect that is he the the arm you know you got Kyle Wright prediction right behind him is he the arm in Atlanta that you expect the most from long term
3: no I just think that he like is there's everyone knows about Gohara Gohara's owned or whatever I mean people know that Gohara is going to spend the most of the year pitching in the big league rotation uh, but of that next crop of guys Soroka Allard Kyle Wright i think he i think soroka is the the best fantasy value for 2018 i, I just think that he's gonna get the first chance of their triple a arms of note and i think he's gonna take the opportunity and run with it i, re, I really think he's extremely advanced i mean that this dude is i want to say he's just 21 maybe uh actually he's still 20 so really advanced arm uh i don't i don't really think he has a ton of weaknesses i mean the i mean it'd, it'd be nice if he had a better changeup, i guess but he's just so good at at kind of changing speeds changing eye levels locating his pitches sequencing he's just i, I don't think he's gonna have a hard time adjusting to, to big league hitters
2: so once mike wright is promoted you expect kyle wright to take soroka's place in the triple a rotation and then receive a brief cup of coffee in September. Uh, not exhausting his prospect status, uh, but impresses enough to next year have an ADP inside the top 350. Uh, I like this one. A lot of interesting arms there, but Kyle Wright is a guy that I'm, I'm excited to see at the upper levels. What makes you think that
3: he's going to be ready to advance uh, in June? It's kind of the the standard sort of timetable for the Best college player in a draft class, and I think that he probably was that guy this past year. Uh, they typically show up at towards the end of that that last full season, unless they get the the Chris Bryant treatment. So, um, yeah, with Wright, I think the the Braves are going to be playing games that matter down the stretch. Uh, they might be kind of long shots at that point to get the wild card, but I think they'll still be kind of in the in the mix. I think he kind of does what Luis Gohar did last year, where he. Surprises some people, is proves himself pretty useful and and is a is a hot name next year.
2: Uh, number four, and you know NFPC draft champions owners not going to be too pleased to see this one, uh, myself included. Mitch Keller does not pitch an inning in the big leagues in 2018, despite rampant calls from fantasy owners for his promotion in the second half. So basically, what you're saying is that the team is going to slow cook him like they do most of their prospects, and that the numbers will probably warrant a promotion
3: yeah this has been kind of one that i i made not officially but sort of in passing ever since he got assigned to the arizona fall league i just i see a lot of similarities between keller this year and brent honeywell last year with the rays if if there are two organizations you don't want your prospect to be coming up in it's probably the pirates and the rays just in terms of how 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 much they slow cook guys even guys that it sometimes appears don't need the slow cooking uh keller keller could improve his third third pitch by quite a lot so i think that that's definitely something he needs to work on but i i do think it's going to be tough for fantasy owners to stomach come july and august when keller's numbers look like he has nothing left to prove and the pirates are still starting you know whoever they end up having at the back of the rotation at that point whether it's like a Stephen brault type or chad cool or whoever like there's going to be kind of an obvious upgrade available to them and they're they're not going to make it
2: oh man sounds like the brent honeywell of, of 2018 so that that probably means i'll be stashing him and some other rooms <laughs> yeah playing that i game. mean
3: do you have him in stake yet you should probably pick him up
2: well i had puck <on> the cup <laughs> bait, pick up keller
3: hey how about that hey
2: oh, God. <laughs> i'm glad i didn't f- fully dive in on puck i mean it's really too bad for him but i'm you know selfishly glad that i didn't buy a bunch of shares but uh we'll see i think keller man we're talking about that arizona league i might not get to the thousand pitch uh minimum was looking at my team i got dude. samarja lamette
3: dude i How have uh them? it's gonna be tough for me too i there's like five i've got like five starters i like in that league and I just did a really brutal job of filling in the back yeah, half of my roster. I've just got so many guys where I just look at them now. I'm like, he's not, he's <laughs> never getting in. <laughs> yeah, same.
2: I was looking that over the other day. I was just like, what was I thinking? Man. I got a lot of like decent middle relievers, which in a lot of leagues when you're fine with, with starters, I mean it's good. But I really have like two starting options on my bench, like Jose Urania and. Robert Stevenson is not even going to be a starter, so I have one. Huh. good shape, good <laughs> shape. Uh, quick note from our sponsor: What's better than fantasy sports? The future of fantasy sports. The Fantasy Gold Team is bringing you just that. Welcome to DraftDaily.com. It's crypto, it's currency, it's sports. DraftDaily.com is the new standard in the fantasy sports industry almost non-existent fees 100 percent trackable transactions and zero percent risk of chargebacks we are taking the industry by storm making the game we all love both safer and cheaper to play we have brought fantasy sports and blockchain blockchain technology together to create the ultimate user experience and platform draftdaily.com on draftdaily.com our users can play without worry and without fees digging into their profits draftdaily.com introducing cryptocurrencies to the masses what better way to do that than to merge crypto with fantasy sports on draftdaily.com you play with and win cryptocurrency secure secure your place in history play on draftdaily.com today where players and the game they love are the focus draftdaily.com James continuing on on your pitcher predictions uh Adonis Medina abuses is the verb you use for the Florida state league and it's hitters to the tune of a sub three ERA and 25% strikeout rate, earning a promotion to double a in late June. He enters 2019 as a top 10 pitching prospect on real life and fantasy lists alike. Uh, I like this. How, how high do you have Medina right now?
3: I have him. I want to say in like this mid sixties, uh, so i'm i'm like a lot of these predictions it's tough yeah i have six i'm at 64 it's tough because if i think a guy like medina is going to be this good i'm going to rank him highly right now in a lot of cases i'm not going to wait for him to go out and do what i think he's going to do like I, i i think he's a special arm i think you should be trying to roster him if if at all possible and uh I'm a lot higher on him than a lot of other places. So when I say he's going to be a top 10 pitching prospect, it's kind of like a everyone sort of starts agreeing with me type of prediction. Like that that was like last year I was a lot higher on Forrest Whitley and I was like, well, he's going to do this and this and this. It wasn't a stretch to think that I was going to rank him that highly, but it was just kind of saying everyone's going to kind of come to a consensus on just how good this guy is.
2: Interesting. Number six I really like. I'm kind of buying in full full bore on this kid. Jesus Lazardo, who's yet to pitch in a full season league. You think he cruises through the minors, finishing the year at double A, enters 2019 as a top thirty pitching prospect. I saw him strike out Mike Trout earlier in spring training. It's pretty awesome to see. I know some scouts are saying that he might actually have a higher ceiling than A.J. Puck. And I just think it's pretty awesome. But what does Lazardo need to do and, and focus on this year to reach this prediction?
3: Uh, staying healthy, <laughs> like that's just it. really just stay healthy, build up the workload, show that you can turn lineups over more than twice. You know, get get into the sixth inning, maybe get into the seventh inning a couple times. Uh, that's that's really it. I mean, the the reason people think he might have a higher ceiling than Puck is because there's not really much projection required with him it's kind of all there already like he's got a monster changeup. he's got uh plus fastball plus breaking ball uh he i mean he, he might be ready to get big league hitters out come july i don't it, it would be kind of unprecedented for a guy to go from short season ball like finishing one year at short season ball and then finishing the next year in the big leagues as a starting pitcher so i'm not going quite that far but like this guy is going to be on a very very fast track
2: that's awesome yeah not like a lot of guys who still have a pitch to work on so it's like all of his offerings are really kind of where they need to be yeah Just building up that stamina and strength i uh, pretty excited i got him in the first round of staff three really was a reach but i kind of had to have gotta this get game. your guy hey i'm gonna get my guy and <laughs> to hell with it uh nate pearson was the guy that you got probably like 10 rounds later People were kind of uh, in awe that you were able to snag Nate Pearson uh, when you did. Just thinking that he strikes out 30% of the batters he faces at low A and high A. And there's 2019 as a top 50 prospect, so not really far behind Jesus Lizardo. Uh, what does the, the skill set look like with Pearson? He's a guy that has uh, fallen a little bit under my radar.
3: He's just really, really good. Uh, there was a... There was a video flying around on Twitter. I think it was yesterday of just kind of a behind the plate look at his. Yeah, I saw that. At all three of his pitches, just so nasty, so much, so much movement. Uh, By the way, Vlad. Oh. <laughs> yeah, people are probably pissed we didn't lead the show off yeah, with okay. uh, talking about Vlad. Um, that walk off was
2: so sweet. I like that <laughs> Vlad Senior, the Hall of Famer just filmed it and the crowd's going nuts and like the camera doesn't shake no like he was just totally expecting
3: yeah uh the the blue jays like their top three prospects might be my favorite top three in all of baseball when you when you can go vlad Bo, nate pearson i mean that's just that's a hell of a a young core right there and they're all kind of on the same trajectory like pearson i had somebody asked me in my Reddit chat yesterday if Pearson would go number one overall if the draft was redone I still think you know I think every team would probably still have Royce Lewis and Mackenzie Gore ahead of him Uh, but I could see like the Braves maybe taking Pearson over Kyle Wright I have Kyle Wright ranked higher Uh, but yeah I I think Pearson is probably in the top five of every team's kind of list from that class he's just he looks the part of a future frontline starter he's got the potential for three monster pitches to with him with lizardo it's kind of showing you can stay healthy um log log some innings with pearson it's just can can you throw enough strikes to really make a convincing case that you'll be a, a frontline starter so that's that 's what i 'll be looking for with him is just you know how many guys is he walking because he 's going to miss a ton of bats at low A and high a this year, just a question of of how many base runners he's along
2: I realize i 've been asking the same question over and over, just rewording it and i 'm going to do that again. Uh, Francisco morales <laughs> generates more hype than any other pitching prospect this season with the evaluators unanimously declaring that he has legitimate top of the rotation upside. He'll begin his age nineteen season at Double A and inside everyone's top fifty. So I'm wondering, what of what do the detractors you you say here that evaluators will have a unanimous decision next year? But what do the detractors say about Frank
3: Francisco Morales right now? Uh, I just don't think a lot of people have seen him. He's really, really kind of fresh on the scene. He was uh, a big uh, July two signing out of venezuela a couple years ago but he made his pro debut last year in the gulf coast league and so unless you saw him in the gulf coast league you haven't seen him and he he's just got this really really projectable body it's it's kind of it's kind of the perfect uh frontline starter frame uh for me it's like six four uh kind of thick but not you know, overweight uh athletic delivery has the chance for an 80 yeah he has the chance for an 80 grade fastball 70 grade breaking ball uh has to work on the change up but i mean he's he's 18 so <laughs> not many 18 year olds have a quality change up at this stage so kind of working on that pitch a little bit uh showing that he can throw strikes those will be the two big things with him but i i really think he he just when you see him it's just it it looks like it's supposed to look like i think a lot of people are going to get eyes on him early this season and just be tweeting out or writing about just how crazy high this guy's ceiling is so uh this is the time to get in on him i don't think he's going to be uh available via trade or waivers uh this time next year
2: by the way <clears throat> hate to disappoint but I'm, I'm not ready to unveil the uh the collab's list. Oh no. No, uh, I got to stay back All right. in extended spring training.
3: <laughs> get some more reps in <laughs> all right that's fun hey just kind of keep uh that's that's a big time move like yeah. you know when when yeah. a an album gets kind of pushed back a little bit everyone's yeah. waiting for it that type of thing or just like kind of canceling a tour date just cut just because <laughs> it's like yeah because eh, i like, don't yeah, really feel like it yeah
2: yeah i just man i i want to give it the proper attention and time it deserves
3: and i'm getting there but next week next week well I'm we ready. dude we've been so yeah, busy this past week with just yeah. kind of getting everything in line for for opening day so very understandable yeah i've been swimming upstream a little bit but we'll, we'll do that uh you know just
2: one of those delayed you know it's like uh, jake or something you know, not quite ready to start the year late late start <laughs> we'll see uh yeah definitely a lot like jake Arrieta myself uh aj minter popular name clear arm to own there in that atlanta bullpen long term and when we were doing our staff keeper three auction Ton of inflation. Eighteen teams. Inter (laughs) got pushed up to fifteen bucks. Yeah, and so it sounds like, but based on your prediction here, it's not too far off from what he perhaps should have gone for.
3: Well, well, no. I mean, that was pretty bold. That was way too, way too much. I mean, there's no auction where any setup man like spec closer yeah. should go for more than like five or six bucks like yeah. so it's just uh that People was just a, had
2: so much money to yeah. spend at the end they didn't spend enough early yeah
3: I, I i kind of when i was making this prediction i went back and looked at at how much felipe rivero earned last year i kind of that's sort of been my comp on minter partly just because of the they they both have similar stuff they're both left-handed Uh, but that's also kind of like the timetable i think that he takes over that role in so i think rivero earned 13 bucks last year so uh over 11 bucks for minter i mean i think his owners would be happy i think minter owners would probably be be fine if he got them like 18 saves this year Mm -hmm. and that might not get him quite to 11 but I, i think he's got a chance to to blow past that
2: yeah absolutely nasty last year in his debut I mean, not the biggest sample, but oh nine six FIP, 18-point-something swing K. Just a crazy debut, and he's kept it going this spring. He's been pretty much un- untouchable. So I like him. He will have to wait, but, you know, I, I still have health concerns with Vizcaino. Um, we were doing some, like, either-ors on Boxberger yesterday on, on the XM show, and I uh, still like Viz a decent amount, but, man, having Minter there will make a – uh, a change you know a pretty pretty easy decision for that Braves team. If there's any sort of hiccups with with vizcaino or issues with the health health that change will be easy to make uh gyro solis solis's stuff continues to pick up as he gradually fills out his six foot two frame. He faces very little resistance at low a, posting a k minus walk rate over eighteen percent and route to a mid season promotion to high a. The 18-year-old ready doesn't skip a beat, recording an ERA under three-and-a-half as the youngest pitcher in the Cal lead. Uh, pretty interesting stuff, Solis. Um, another guy that I actually don't know a ton about, and I'm sure we touched on him during your divisional uh, rundowns, but uh, what should we really look for in terms of his progression?
3: He's got really, really advanced command, control, pitchability, Uh but he's kind of got a, a wiry six foot two frame. He's very young. Uh, so it's going to be, does the stuff kind of like right now, his stuff is more kind of like number four starter type of stuff. But like, if you just take almost any six foot two 18 year old, uh, you can usually project the fastball to get, uh, at least a full grade higher. And I think that that, if that happens with him, and you know he he's already got some feel for a change up I, I just think it's it he's right where the sweet spot is for investing in a guy like this because it's not quite that sort of front line upside type of scouting report right now but i think that that's sort of where it's trending and he he has all the stuff that you kind of want like he he's got some adonis medina type of qualities where it's just very safe very solid so if the stuff ticks up the way medina's did last year then all of a sudden he's a a slam dunk top 100 guy
2: chance adams another pretty popular draft and hold target for a lot of people you're predicting that he makes more appearances out of the big league bullpen again than in the rotation uh era as a starter north of north of four and a half and this is a little surprising to me just because you know behind jordan montgomery I don't know necessarily who the next man up is in terms of that rotation and we've seen over the years that teams typically need at least eight starters so who do you think they'd turn to instead
3: uh Domingo Herman is is a guy that I think probably gets some spot starts this year uh you know they just have they have a lot of arms in the the upper levels of their system whether they want to fast track a guy like Justice Sheffield or um you know they they've like Domingo Acevedo I think's a reliever, but he's he's close as well. I just think that they have they have enough of these guys like I mean they could theoretically stretch out Chad Green again. I know he went into camp um with a, some reports that he was going to get a chance to to make a bid for the rotation that didn't really happen but Uh, I just I don't know I don't think that the Yankees are super thrilled with the idea of of giving Adams starts this year I could be wrong about that I mean you know they got Luis Sessa up at triple a too I mean these aren't exciting names by any stretch but I just think that they're going to be worried about Adams ability to get uh, left-handed hitters out and if they're playing a team that can load up the lineup with lefties I think he's gonna just get completely rocked so Maybe they have to make a trade. I mean, I I assume they're going to make some sort of trade at the deadline. So I guess your your question is more kind of like between now and the deadline, who's going to step in? Uh, they're all sort of underwhelming names. I just I think that they they're going to find a way to kind of make things work without leaning on Adams too much in that rotation this year.
2: Justice Sheffield is he an option?
3: Yeah, the, yeah, he's a guy that. Uh, he looked good in the fall league i still think it's kind of more of a power reliever type of thing that's partly just because of his frame and i'm hesitant to, to go all in on a guy like that being a starter but uh i mean his stuff's more electric than adams and i think that he he would be an option like I, i'm not saying adams doesn't get any starts this year just i don't think he does well enough in those starts to to hold anything for for very long
2: so your number 13 prediction here Oh, I'm sorry, I'm skipping over Adrian Morahone. Number twelve, Adrian Morahone posted an ERA over four point one and a whip over one three across at low A and high A. Already outside of your top one hundred. You'll be outside everyone's top one hundred this time next year. Why are you so down on Morahone?
3: I just I don't think that the combination of his characteristics is that of a frontline pitcher. I know that he's got that sort of pedigree where everyone was kind of freaking out about him as a as an amateur and the the padres gave him a big signing bonus and all that stuff um the command and control the uh pitchability it's just i don't i don't love it i think that he's pretty overrated i you know part when i'm doing a piece like this it would be easy to just go through and do 20 positive predictions on like my 20 favorite pitching prospects just be like oh this guy i like he's gonna have a good year this guy I like he's gonna have a good year so i try to find like four or five at least that are sort of negative yeah i like the shape and i feel bad because it's like morion's definitely talented enough i mean he's got a pretty dirty changeup when it's on uh, you know for a lefty he's got good enough velocity but he's just a guy that I'm quite a bit lower on than everyone else, so seemed like an obvious guy to throw some shade at. Six foot, 165. I don't think he's six foot either. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's what I say about, like, Barrios. uh, He doesn't look like a big guy at all. So, yeah, maybe some durability concerns. MLB.com has him 50. Smack dab in the middle of the top 100.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean yeah there's a ton of there's a ton of differing uh i mean i think keith law has got like justice sheffield in his top 30 so like i mean there's there's all kinds of pitchers that i'm way lower on than some of the the mainstream sites yeah and i'm not trying to you know
2: stroke you or anything but you have been awesome about being ahead of the pack in terms of downgrading guys upgrading guys i think this is the best list anywhere in the baseball industry not just fantasy but that is a big differential is that these are fantasy rankings on our site, not real life, which is you know affects certain things on MLB.com and other, other rankings. but uh, I think you've, you know if you're down on a guy relative to the pack, I, I think the, the listeners would be wise to take notice now on to Tobias Myers, who was the return in the Tim Beckham trade, and a, kind of a guy who I didn't think much of at the time. We didn't actually end up writing an outlook for him. Uh, this spring but what made you kind of get onto the the scent of tobias myers the stink
3: yeah i mean that we don't have an outlook because back when i was doing the outlooks i didn't have him in my top 200 uh, but the more i the more i thought about it i was like well i like i really like this guy like i think like nobody else has him anywhere close to like being ranked as high as we do uh I mean, there are probably four or five raised pitchers that are that I have behind him that a lot of people would have ahead of him. I just—he's a guy that if I was doing a from scratch dynasty and we went deep enough, I would eventually end up rostering because I—I think he's got a lot of the characteristics I like. He's got really solid stuff. I—I I think people dog him a little bit because he's only six feet tall, but I think he's kind of a projectable, athletic six feet tall. He's not sort of a thicker less less mobile type of six foot it's it's a it's a good body uh for that height he's got uh two plus pitches right now he's developing a a third i I think that people are going to really kind of turn their heads because a lot of people have thrown shade at the the rays for that trade just based on what beckham did after he got to baltimore but i actually think long term it's gonna be a pretty wise move that's good that's
2: that's good the rays fan base needs some some good news uh, Chris Paddock, who had Tommy John surgery in 2016, going to be eased back, you think, only about 70 innings. But you expect him to climb from high A to double A, posting absurd strikeout rates north of 30%, an ERA under three and a whip below 1-1, one, one, enters 2019 as a top 100 prospect. So you think those 70 innings mostly come in the rotation so do you think maybe they keep him in the bullpen to let him uh
3: build up slowly well i think it'll probably be just short starts you know I, he might he might only have a handful of starts where he goes more than like four innings so not not in the bullpen but not not a full starters workload either and this guy's got one of the best changeups in the minors and before his injury the, the velocity was pretty impressive as well so as long as he can regain the command he had before tommy john uh, definitely a, a guy to keep an eye on and a guy that's probably out there i think he got picked up in rdi on the first set of waivers a week or two ago Uh, So he's probably out there in in a lot of Dynasty Leagues right now. I think he's going to be a trendy ad in in April and May. Nice, nice. Well, we got to pause for a quick second to bring you a word from our
2: sponsor.
1: Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work.
2: All right, James. Well, we're moving on on your list of twenty pitcher predictions. Uh, where were we? Joe Palumbo returns from Tommy John surgery before the All Star break. He proceeds to strike out over twenty eight percent of batters at high A, and is twenty nineteen as a top one hundred twenty five prospect. By the way, just mentioning a couple of Tommy John guys back to back, and I mean it's just so common with pitchers in today's game. It sucks, man. I've been reading the arm and it's just an epidemic i don't know how baseball is going to stop this seems like every young kid is blowing out their elbows nowadays thankfully tommy john has like an 80 percent success rate but uh do you think we're ever going to see or at least in the next like 10 years or so see these tommy john surgeries the number of them reduced
3: i don't uh, i don't know how i don't know how that would even happen um
2: i well one of the stories early on in that book uh Was like a kid in the show at a showcase event, pitching. I think like seventy pitches, uh, helping his team to the finals, and then his parents lobbied the coaches to let him pitch a couple hours later in the final.
3: Just crazy. Yeah, I mean that's that's trash. Uh, I, you know, the the only way that I could think of reducing the amount of surgeries would be like some sort of you know stem cell like some sort of scientific advancement that like mm-hmm. becomes a better like a a, a legitimate alternative to uh full Tommy John but i you know either way it's going to result in someone missing a ton of time and
2: yeah i think i just think the the nature of of getting that far
3: in a baseball career it just requires year-round it, play. It kind of almost seems to always happen. Sort of, I mean, this is very anecdotal, but uh, just from since I've been ranking pitching prospects, it seems like you know three or four of the top twenty-five, thirty pitching prospects get Tommy John every year, mm-hmm. and then you know it seems like there's less of it among the established big league starters, and a lot of those guys have already had Tommy John, so it's kind of that. When pitching prospects are close to the big leagues it's that sweet spot of their their baseball sort of life cycle where a lot of them end up getting it which which sucks but uh you know guys like paddock and palumbo like they it opens up a buying opportunity in dynasty leagues i know that that's kind of a dark take on it but uh you know, guys like paddock were probably dropped after they had tommy john palumbo if, if he was rostered was probably dropped when it was announced that he would need it last year and they kind of become forgotten men and you know it's there's guys like anderson espinosa and james caprilian that are even kind of in that in that pack pack right now where they're close to coming back and people have kind of forgotten a little bit about them so yeah definitely keep an eye on these guys i mean this is a guy like Walker Buehler and a guy like Jesus Lizardo; those are guys that have already had Tommy John surgery and they were available in almost all dynasty leagues because of it. So you don't you don't want to sleep on these guys just because they're having Tommy John.
2: Yeah, I was going to say like if you're doing a from scratch league, do you actually maybe favor the guys who have had it? <laughs> Push those guys up a little bit because it's like, well, yeah, at least they've come back and. That's definitely a school of
3: thought. Way. A lot of, a lot of people definitely think that there's kind of that six-year grace period where you typically are are safe from having a second one yeah
2: todd coffee was one of the examples early on in that book uh two they had to dig around find a ligament to use to tie that together and that's uh
3: i just hate the idea of like teenage kids undergoing that surgery uvalli who went down today i mean he he had two and now he's having another one just to clear some stuff up
2: yeah it sucks but what about palumbo what does the repertoire look like with him
3: Uh, he had a big, um, like he's a former reliever and the Rangers, I think he actually was drafted as, as a reliever in college. The Rangers had him relieving for a while and they just wanted to see if the stuff still played that way in, in the rotation. And he was able to hold mid nineties velocity. That's probably partly what led to the Tommy John is that he was throwing just as hard over longer stretches. Um, but yeah i mean he's he's always missed bats he's got good he's got good off-speed stuff it's just at this point in his career he's 23 and doesn't have much in terms of innings above low a so that's that's obviously the big thing with that surgery is it it really throws off your development and palumbo was kind of old for his level before the surgery so now it's just kind of you know, building his innings up at at an age appropriate level without pushing him too hard this year, and then next year maybe you kind of take the training wheels off a little bit and and let him get back up over a hundred innings.
2: Stephen Gonsalves, a uh, guy you've been poo pooing for a while, and <laughs> you are predicting here that he posted an ERA over five, sent back to AAA uh, for the rest of the season after a handful of starts and uh, i'm just wondering because the results have been so good in the minors what makes you think that the results are going to change dramatically with that final jump
3: i think he hit a wall at AAA. a uh, it obviously could definitely be construed as him just struggling in his first taste of AAA, a but he'd been getting by in the lower levels with a high fastball that hitters uh had a hard time laying off and i think he just got to a level where hitters are see that type of pitching style more often and weren't fooled by it. And it's not I mean, his stuff's not great. I mean he has got a decent change up. Uh the my best hits from last year, in my opinion, were betting against guys like Jarrell Cotton and Amir Garrett and uh I mean, those are kind of the more fun ones to hit on. It's it's kind of almost more fun to be like, "Ha, you guys, you guys are all drafting Jerrell Cotton last year and suckers." It's always fun to short sell something. Yeah, I would love to be a short seller (laughs) on the stock market. Well, and it's It's the dream. I mean, it's pretty easy to just bet against pitchers with mediocre stuff, (laughs) and I mean, you're going to have a pretty high success rate. It's just you got to be able to correctly pinpoint which guys those are, like my two two of my bigger hits from last year were Garrett and Cotton and one of my biggest misses was Robert Gazelman because i recognized that Cotton and Garrett weren't as good as their ADP and i was a, i was a sucker on Gazelman so it's it's easy once you figure out which guys have the mediocre stuff it's easy to fade those guys you just got to be able to find the guys that have it and i was was wrong about Gazelman this this past year so it's not all it's not always a hit, but uh, yeah, I just I don't think Gonzales has the stuff to to fool big league hitters.
2: A uh, quick note from our sponsor, Fantasy Baseball fans. Spring training is over, and the regular season will be here before you know it. Uh, also known as tomorrow. Too bad you can't stack against Homer Bailey, you jerks. <laughs> and with baseball season comes FanDuel offering the most exciting ways to play fantasy baseball. No matter what you're looking for fanduel the excitement of fantasy baseball without the full season grind something for everyone tons of different contests and formats to choose from starting at just 25 cents pick a contest choose your team and enjoy watching your results in real time every game becomes more exciting tons of new product variations smaller rosters al nl only etc there's truly something for everybody Play against your friends for bragging rights or play against the public for millions in cash prizes to take advantage of our special offer for new users sign up today at fandle.com/rw you'll get a free 6-month roadwire subscription which will help give you all the tools you need to be successful with your first deposit on fandle just visit fandle.com/rw void where prohibited james your final four uh, no pun intended even though we're at the final four but final four uh predictions on the the pitching side and starting with jordan hicks looks like you were just a little too early because jordan hicks has made the cardinals opening day roster i know this was published before that news came out so what are you expecting from this kid i know the the fastball at least is pretty exciting
3: yeah i i mean the first part of the predictions already wrong because i thought he'd be up later but I stand by the second part where I say he's going to have the highest ADP among Cardinals relievers in 2019. I think he eventually finds his way either to the ninth inning this year or it just kind of he everyone kind of looks at his numbers from this year. At least like, you know, they'll pick selective endpoints and figure out, oh, wow, this guy was crazy good towards the end of, of last year. Maybe he'll push whoever the incumbent closer is. Uh, I just think a lot of people are going to be speculating on him for saves in 2019 and people might even be speculating for saves on him in 2018 like you said I mean the the stuff's electric he's going to be kind of living in triple digits with his fastball uh with, with seen spring yet Yeah uh, I think I think it's just kind of about command with him um there's a reason why they're not developing him as a starter anymore uh he's got a big curve ball big fastball he kind of just looks the part of a, a high leverage reliever on paper it's just can he throw enough strikes to for them to trust him in in the late innings
2: yeah i mean i kind of like dominic leone but relievers are so volatile and fickle from year to year i could i could see hicks emerging and saving some games but yeah especially next year just people buying the skills hoping the role will be there if it doesn't come this year number 18 melvin jimenez posts a strikeout rate over 28 percent an era below three and a half across stops at low a and high a establish, establishing himself as a top 100 prospect uh this guy is not somebody i'm all that familiar with can you tell me a little
3: yeah about, i mean he's breaks? not i'm not even that familiar with him uh not many people are familiar with melvin jimenez at all he's kind of my favorite uh just super 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 deep sleeper uh he's got you know really live arm we'll see i mean he he shouldn't have much trouble preventing runs in the lower levels just because of his stuff it's just going to be a matter of like how many guys is he walking in the process is he able to go relatively deep like is he able to go into the sixth inning at all uh I mean he could definitely end up as a reliever but I just think that he his stuff is worth keeping an eye on and uh, I think the Dodgers may have another big-time arm coming.
2: Uh, and, uh, and speaking of the Dodgers, Yadier Alvarez predicting he makes a full-time move to the bullpen in July, joins the big league club in the bullpen in September. Made a few starts, uh, I'm sorry, a few relief appearances last year but has mostly started as a pro, but why are you ready to kind of close the book on alvarez's starter
3: it's just he's a he's a reliever um he he doesn't fair enough we'll move on he doesn't he's not a starter he's uh and it's i know a lot of people uh want to just bet on the skills. And I would be right there with you, except that he's with the Dodgers. So I think if you're betting on the skills, you're betting on Kenley Jansen to also get hurt, unless you're fine with him just being kind of a Josh Hader type. Like If you think he's that good to be so dominant in his middle relief appearances that he's valuable, then by all means, go for it. But I, I just think that it's, it's going to be kind of a seventh, eighth inning type of arm that you know, we'll we'll be fine as a fill in in fifteen team leagues, but I I don't see him ever getting saves. Yeah,
2: you know, we could do a podcast in like two minutes. if You just give me those type of answers. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't think our listeners would appreciate it they tune in for your insight, James, but
3: Well, I mean, as long as I don't as long as I don't call any more Orioles prospects trash, then Oh yeah. Then we'll that, be was fine.
2: Right. Well, I, that was harsh, man. That was too mean.
3: Well look, yeah. it's like what do you want me to say? Like they're all they're all varying degrees of very good. Every prospect in <laughs> yeah, baseball Yeah, I mean
2: every, every prospect football. in baseball is a good player and in a vacuum, but if we're talking about fantasy baseball at the highest level of the sport. Uh it's a, it's a hard uh, threshold to crack. That's for sure. Luis Oviedo, your number 20 prediction on the pitching side, turns 19 in May, opens year in the New York Penn League, but earns a cup of coffee in the Midwest League. Striking out over batter per inning at both stops enters twenty nineteen as a top one hundred and fifty prospects. So I'm just going to turn this over to you because I am just repeating questions, the same yeah. question, well, hey. over and over, hey,
3: hey, but hey, uh, I've had a coming,
2: I've had a, an
3: awakening. <laughs> <in the show. laughs> I mean, Oviedo is a six four righty. He's going to need to add a little bit of weight to his frame, uh, but he's got a. Fastball that projects is just a monster. It's already a mid nineties pitch, and so you know when we see that in a in an eighteen year old pitching prospect, that typically is a very good indicator. And so it's just, can he throw enough strikes? How do the secondary stuff develop? I love the Indians as an organization for a pitching prospect to come up in, and you know after Tristan McKenzie, I know Shane Bieber's got pretty. Uh, he's got starter traits you know a lot of people think Shane Bieber's a, a pretty safe bet to be like a number four starter uh, but after Tristan McKenzie I think Oviedo's got the highest ceiling among the the pitchers in the Indian system so just just a guy to keep an eye on he's not going to be owned in almost any dynasty league right now but if he is putting up big numbers towards the end of this year I mean it, people kind of forget like I was able to add Jesus Lizardo all in like the last or the second to last Fab bidding of this past season in TDGX, just because Jeez. like when a guy, a lot of these guys, and the same thing with like Walker bueller the year before, is you only got you know twenty, thirty innings from those guys, and it was probably all in like August, and you had to be paying attention to kind of see that this guy might be someone that gets a ton of hype in the off season, and you know th- this is where you got to kind of strike uh is towards the end of the season when these pitchers are kind of moving either from rookie ball to full season ball or you just start hearing reports in July August like that's where you can really uh, make a killing on pitching prospects because once once the stuff is the stuff, then it's gonna lead to pretty crazy scouting reports and their stock's gonna go through the roof. So once you kind of find out that Jesus Cesardo's just not meeting any resistance and against short season batters and he's got this pitch that's plus, this pitch that's plus, like just pay attention, add the guy, and then his stock will just skyrocket in the offseason. Awesome.
2: Well James, great stuff as always. We appreciate the insight. The best in the biz at Real J.R. Anderson. Check out all of his work at dot com slash pod for a free 10-day trial. Real games, finally on the horizon. Best of luck, guys, and we'll talk to you next week.